Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Every sport you hear about the unwritten rules, and some of them make sense, right? Guys, Jay down Memphis right now. Come on, Max. What's James up? Brown don't make you move, man. When you hear it, yeah, I can't. Maybe it's just me because I was a, uh, I, I, as a kid, my dad would just play this and do all the dances in the kitchen. James Brown's the best. What? Man, Come James on, man. Brown. James Brown died. They didn't bury James Brown for about two months. His body was flying <laughs> all over the country. They were celebrating every state. Oh man, legend right there. Oh, it was the, moved, it was, man. It was the best. And so as they playing this music, and, and I'm thinking in my head. It, it, you know, you play the music and them theme movies and stuff like that on the speed chases, highway chases. And I was thinking about that prison guard, man. The you young t- lady. So what happened with it? Because I don't you – you made mention of this last hour, and I was like, wait, who, who did what? Yeah, I got a, I got a text from Key. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an interesting lady, story. A, a young lady who is a prison guard befriended an inmate. And I guess they befriended. You know, fell in love or whatever you want to call it. So now she's on the run. He's on the run. She's on the run. She done got him out of prison. And I'm saying to myself, I'm thinking about it because I was in the green room in my in my green room here earlier looking at it on the news. And I said to myself, what in the right in the right damn mind would make her want to get him out of prison when she'd been working there? You already know you're going to jail when they catch you. Your life is over. <laughs> you already you know, know what it's you, like. You already know what it's like. You've been working there. You so know please. what the you know what the three square meals a day look like. You know what the iron bars, how cold they are, and how hard the benches are that you got to lay on in the steel toilet and seat. Like, you know this. What in the hell would possess you to think, oh, this is such a good idea. I really like him. I'm going to get him out of jail. It's, <laughs> what it's, the hell? It's lonely out there, man. Yo, she was an officer there for 17 years of experience J- in Jason correction Williams facilities. Jason Williams and Max Kellerman, it ain't that damn lonely out there. If I was a guard in prison, Ain't no way in hell, no females. I don't care what she look like or anything. Gonna have me getting her out of jail, and I'm going to jail in a few months because you're gonna get caught. You're going to That'd prison. That's a good reality show. You put Key as a guard, and you get you get um, women to see who can tempt him into breaking them out of jail, and whoever does wins the reality show or something. <laughs> Guys, I, I have I, you seen them? Never mind. <laughs> I watch. What's it called? It's not Stockholm syndrome. No, it's I not Florence Nightingale syndrome. What is it? I don't know what it is, but I watch MSNBC lock up a lot. It's called okay? crazy syndrome. And <laughs> I don't. I'm not interested in no young lady, female at all, with a bunch of stuff going on in their lives that they got to be in prison. I'm sorry, Max. Not for the Keyshawn. Nope, not gonna yeah, do it. It's the old Chris Rock line. Like, whatever happened to just crazy? Like, you know, you, like, try and figure out what kind of – I'm going, hey, what you doing in here? I'm um, just, you know, I got some tickets, really. They gave you 45 years of life because you got tickets? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Jeez. So, Boy, some, some of the things people go through in life, I get it, though. Well, look, they broke the rules. You know who else broke the rules? I don't know how to transition. Yeah, you did that. a great job. Let's go. You know who else broke the rules? The unwritten rules. Every sport's got them, I was saying, right? Some of them make sense. In basketball, it makes sense to me that there are ways to give a guy a hard foul, and there are other ways that you do it that are dirty. Right now, Draymond Green got the flagrant two, or as I forgot, I guess it was you, Key, called it a fragrant two. Got a fragrant two yesterday, and then, or two days ago, 
or, or two games ago, game one. Then in game two, Memphis seemed to come out, Jay, and you're there, like we're not going to get bullied. And Dylan Brooks, early in the game, wound up with what looked like a dirty play and resulted in the fracture of the elbow of Gary Payton II. Listen to Steve Kerr after the game. I don't know if it was intentional, but it, it, it was dirty. And um, playoff basketball is going to – it's supposed to be physical. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to fight for everything. But there's a code in this league. There's a code that players follow where you, you never – put a guy's season slash career in jeopardy, taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head and ultimately fracturing Gary's elbow. This is a guy who's been toiling the last six years, trying to make it in this league, finally found a home, just, you know, playing his butt off this year in the playoffs. You know, this should be the time of, of his life. And uh, a guy comes in and whacks him across the head in midair. He broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code. That's how I see it. So, look, I think Dylan Brooks should be suspended for game three of the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, and, and here's how I think the fouls are different from each other, from Draymond Green's foul to Dylan Brooks. Right? They're both flagrant twos, but I don't think Draymond Green, his foul warranted a game suspension. Now, it was a non-basketball play to grab a dude by the jersey to yank him to the ground. But just the attempt of trying to grab him at the end, even though I thought – Brandon Clark was already on the ground, makes it look as if Draymond was not trying to do that to hurt the young man, right? Now, I know people are going to say, well, Dylan Brooks wasn't really trying to hurt him, but when in in the basketball world, if somebody is ahead of you and you're lagging the play and you're going to foul them, you at least jump, right? If you want to swing back your arm and swipe through, you at least jump off the ground pretty high and you give a really hard foul, but you meet the dude at the rim. My man Dylan Brooks did it, barely even got off the ground, and he came with the haymaker. It was the way he cocked it back and then came across the head where you could tell there was no way in hell he could even get the ball. And the fact that it led to Gary Payton II having a fractured elbow, being on the ground, and there was no attempt to kind of catch him or try to help him with the fall, I think that warrants a suspension in Game 3. And I'm the one that's pulling for Memphis to win the series. I have them going to the NBA Finals. So I, I just think it, it was a dumb move that hurts Memphis overall. But, Max, overall, key, it was a retaliation. I mean, it felt like they were trying to reset the tone considering from what happened in game one with Draymond. Well, it could be a dumb move that hurts him overall if he, in fact, gets a suspension like you said. But Draymond didn't get a suspension. Draymond just got kicked out of the game. And in this situation, maybe Dylan just gets kicked out of the game and he doesn't miss any action maybe. in game yep. three at all. I mean, I'm, when does that come down, Jay? When will oh, that come they'll, down they'll, today? They'll come down today, probably today. today. Yeah. So, it, look, it, it was an egregious foul as far as I was concerned. It was very physical, more physical than anything. But I'm thinking after that loss on Sunday, which I thought was a gut-riching loss, that the Grizzlies caucus, they got together, they sat down, they talked, and they met, and they said, look, we can't have them out there thinking that they're going to big brother us we got to set the tone, and in order to set the tone, we got to come out with some fire. We got to come out inspired. We got to play rough. We got to drop it a little bit. And so in the end, I think that is what Dylan Brooks was trying to do, send a message to Golden State and let them know, now y'all not going to just come out here and beast mode us. We're going to show y'all in our own stadium 
that we are not young punks or afraid of you guys. This is what the way we're going to handle it. 100%. I think that is what got them to do what he did. Got and by him the way, to do what he did. not only do I agree with that, best player on the floor by far was John Morant. And, and if Memphis now feels like they're the bullies, if they feel like we got the best player in the series and Steph is on the other team, guys, I'll tell you this. Don't let Memphis take game three at Golden State, right? Like, don't let that happen because on the heels of this, that I think would be psychologically devastating. Alan Hahn, co-host of Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Alan, you think Dylan Brooks should be suspended for game three? No, no. It, it's, I mean, again, it's playoff basketball. It's a hard foul. He got his flagrant, t- you know, that's it. I mean, you just move on. I mean, if we start doing this, forget it. Nobody will play. It's bad enough no one plays defense. I mean, this but is I, playoffs. It's fine. Alan, Move on. Um, but, Alan, you're a hooper. You know that if you're really trying to get a hard foul on somebody, right, mm-hmm. if you're trailing the play, you're going to jump. You're going to at least try to make an attempt on the ball, and you're going to give a really hard foul. You don't cock your arm back and not even get off the ground. And, like, it, 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 he was nowhere close to the ball. Jay, like first of right all, if you go, if you, in, in today's NBA, if you go soft, it's an M1. These guys are too strong. You know that. They're athletic. If you try to just slap down on the ball or on an arm, it's an M1. Like, you can't. You've got to make it count. So that's the, the league has kind of sent us to this place. And the other thing I'll say, too, is nobody knows how to do this anymore. Because they don't want to. So that's why I mean, it looked awkward. Yeah, and it was a terrible fall. And the Warriors are going to miss him. I mean, that's an important player now that they lose here. But... You know, if we just start now the kicking guys out and suspending guys and all that stuff for plays like this, then, like, you just will never be able to stop but, anyone. But, Alan, the, the, like, so the, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks celtics series is one of the most physical series that we've seen in basketball, right? You didn't have plays like this, man. It's physical as hell. Like, we're talking about 90s basketball. Different kind of physical, yeah. Different kind yeah, of physical. That, but, but, well, that, but you're also – But that's the physical right. style that the NBA right. needs to have, not this. You're right, that. because, again, what we're dealing with is a lack of experience. That is a lack of experience, and what, what he does on that play shows you is no idea what he's doing, right? That's, not, that's out of character, whereas the Bucks and the Celtics, that's, that's on brand, how they're playing defense, how they're playing physical, because they know how to play physical. I think you're dealing with a, a team that doesn't know how. What Draymond did in the game one was a much different thing completely than this. This was a guy who knew he had to get – I'm getting a hard foul. I want to make sure I, he doesn't get this easy one. Don't give him any momentum. All that stuff is in his head. He has no idea what he's doing. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I can't, I can't punish him for not knowing what he's doing because I, I punish intent. He, I don't think he was saying to himself, I'm taking this dude out. I'm, I'm hurting him. I want to knock him out. I don't think there was that kind of intent. Therefore, so I don't think he, it deserves so why suspension. why didn't he jump? Why, didn't he just, why did he just wind up and swipe instead of jumping and pinning the ball against know the doing. backboard? He doesn't know what he's doing. It's as simple as that. I don't know, man. I don't know if I buy I, that. I just, huh? How just, could you possibly think that he in that Dylan moment Brooks, was thinking to himself, I want to hurt this guy? Okay. Dylan no, not hurt, is a pretty not smart hurt, player, man. Not hurt. Send a message by following him extremely hard. Didn't No one ever thought that, the, that he would come up with a fractured elbow. No, but no you one. Certainly, yeah, Alan, but there you is something to be knew. said about that, right? Like if you're willing to foul a guy in a way that 
could possibly hurt them. It's a bully move because you're like, hey, you're taking your chances. You might mm-hmm. get hurt. Yeah, you are. And it was, it was, it's more ignorance than anything else. It's a lack of experience. Doesn't know what he's doing. Like that, it was more you out of control. You think it gives them a psychological advantage now that they've bullied the bullies. They not only won the game. Like I think that there's a lot at stake in game three emotionally because yeah. not only do they have the best player in the series so far in Ja Morant, mm-hmm. but they just punched them right back in the mouth. Yeah, they did. But the first game, you know, I mean, I know the first game ended with a win for the Warriors, but that first game ended really it was the, the Grizzlies gave that game back. So it wasn't as if they were overwhelmed in game one and, and had to step up, stand up to the bully. It wasn't like that at all. It was very no, I mean, much the toe-to-toe. Draymond These first thing, two though. have been toe-to-toe. But, Alan, yeah, I mean but the, the Draymond thing. Yeah, like, I, I get it. Yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. But I, I don't think this is a standing up to the bully kind of thing. Game three, though, you're absolutely right. It's, it's unbelievably pivotal. But if you're telling me that you need John Morant to give you 45 to 50 a night for you to win and barely win, mm-hmm. I still favor the Warriors in this one. Hey, Alan Hahn, Alan Hahn, co-host of Barton Hahn on ESPN well done, Radio, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I just hope that when we are bullying you and Bart that you don't decide to hit me or J. Will upside the head uh, in that situation. There's no so. promises. There's no, no officiating in these games. You know, I mean, got to do what we got to do. Hey, Han, I, I wanted to ask you about something that's really been bothering me, and you and I talk pretty much daily about hoops. Mm-hmm. So T. Morant, who's going to be coming on our show tomorrow, um, a guy that I've known for a while, you know, I'm sitting courtside, he's sitting next to Gucci Man, he's sitting next to Usher. There's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of talk on social media around, oh, T. Morant getting very close to the LeVar Ball status. Right? Oh, God, no. And I've seen Drake respond to it. I've seen people get angry about like what is wrong about a father being proud nothing about his kid sitting courtside with stars and talking trash like it's, i don't uh, understand all, why people are so angry about this stuff he and carltown like, how great was that they were trash talking each other yet sitting together watching their sons play against each other like that that takes you back i mean look I, i'm a I'm, my, my son plays hockey i've been to a million hockey tournaments right you get to know everybody and there are times you're sitting at these tournaments next to it. You know, you sit with a dad that you became friends with and his son's on the other team. And you just have a blast. You love it. It's fun. And my son just completely just like because he, he likes to hit. And I, there was a, a former classmate of mine that I saw and her son was on the other team. We were sitting together talking. And all of a sudden she looks up. She's like, oh, no, I hope he's not hurt. I'm like, what happened? And I look up. I'm like, oh, God, it was my son that just completely destroyed him across the, you know, on the, on the wall. And I felt terrible. But we kind of like he got up. He was OK. And we both kind of had a laugh about it. Like, there's something fun about that. This is, that's not LeVar Ball. Like, it's not like T. Morant's, like, running out on the court, like, talking trash and yelling stuff to people. He's, he's very much engaged. It's fun. It's great for the sport. And every dad in America would be the same way if their son was John Morant. Yeah, I don't even understand what the – by the way, you can say whatever you want about LeVar Ball. He also raised kids who play the game the right way and all that. Like, that's true, too. You know, say what you want about LeVar, but you're right. He, He's got two of his sons have become outstanding players who are fundamentally sound. Fundamentally well, sound and not, don't not care about that. their stats and stuff. Yeah, and don't, and don't care what you think of them. Not only that <laughs> right. from a basketball standpoint, but in all honesty, all three of his kids could have gone to major universities to get a free education. Affirmative. Yeah, and Key, this thing that bothers me about T. Morant, right? Like T. Morant played basketball in high school, right? He was a point guard for Hillcrest High School in Dowsell, uh, South Carolina, and his teammate – was Hall of Famer Ray Allen. Like, he went on to play college basketball uh, for, like, a D2 school, like an HBCU. So, like, he quit basketball to raise his son. 
Like, I, Listen, I, I, don't, Jay, I don't, man. Like, this stuff is ain't got nothing to do but complain, though, Jay. Stay yes, man. I know, Keith. That's what it is. Yes. I, so, and see, so that's the place. This is what, what happens is it's the jealousy factor. Yes. Of, where it's like you're just supposed to sit there and just be happy and clap and just put your head down. And it's like, what are you talking about? If that no, was you, you'd be doing this. No. You'd be just as damn proud. No, your this is not beating Andrew your Luck's chest. dad. Let him live. So <laughs> if he wants to live, he wants to live. He doesn't need to be boring. Alan, take a listen to what Adrian Wojnarowski on, said on uh, NBA Today. This is very much a committee in L.A. putting together this coaching search. And uh, one person who is certainly significantly involved in this process is Phil Jackson. He's got a voice in this. He did last time when they hired Frank Vogel. He was, you know, he and uh, Kurt Rambis, he had, uh, he had been somebody they had considered with the Knicks before hiring uh, Derek Fisher in New York. And so I think uh, Phil Jackson's voice is here. I mean, that's like, what is going on? Well, I wish I could say I was surprised. But I said it a couple of weeks ago. Jay, I know you've also brought this up as well. I think people within basketball circles, and obviously Woj being the, you know, the main guy, we've been hearing this for a while. Like, this is not new. Jeannie runs the team. And Stephen A has made reference to you know, how she always talks to Linda and Kurt Rambis. And, Key, I know you know all the backstory of this stuff as well. There are so many cooks in the kitchen there. But one thing that we, we've known is that even when he was in New York, Phil still kind of had an eye on the Lakers, still had a connection to L.A. He'll never not have a connection to the Lakers. He's 76 years old, and the lasting memory of Phil Jackson is an abomination of a team that he put together in New York. I can't imagine he's willing to go out like that. So he loves the game so much he's involved. And you know, Lamar Odom said a couple of weeks ago, too, that if anyone can get that collection of players together and playing right this is the guy who's done it with two other teams in collection of stars and that is a a feeling I don't think he's got it in him anymore but the fact that he's involved in the Lakers is not stunning or shocking to me but it will it will keep some people from saying I want that job you know I I heard and and I didn't know that Lamar Odom said this and earlier on our show earlier this morning I talked remember guys I mentioned the fact how it all started it all started when Frank Vogel took over, the conversation yep. was, "Why don't you come stand? Why don't you come and sit on the bench mm-hmm. and pick your assistants and do the damn thing for one last hurrah?" And he said, "No, nah, I'm not into that right now. This is what I want to do. I'll help you guys figure out how to make it right with Frank Vogel." And now we we didn't know that then publicly. Now we know today that he has had conversations in part of this so-called committee that is a search committee looking for a coach that he's involved. I just wonder how that plays with LeBron, Jay, because even back then, several years ago, LeBron and them didn't know at the beginning stages that he was involved as much as he was until later in the end. Exactly, Key. And I just want you guys both, Max and Key, to so I can reiterate what Alan just said. He just said all this stuff happened with Phil Jackson – it's going to make a lot of people not want that job. Mm-hmm. Like, you I, don't. I've been trying to tell Max and Key, they keep looking at the Lakers and saying, well, for the opportunity to coach LeBron, it's a, it's a, it's a good job. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it saying, well, there's so many cooks in the kitchen. How much autonomy do you really have? And what is your runway? Like, there's I look two- at good jobs as runway and autonomy. And I don't know <laughs> if you have that with the Lakers. Yeah, you definitely. Well, uh, let me ask, who's in charge? We don't know. But there's a lot of people Linda have influence. Rambis. 
And, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, le- and let's go also back to the fact that you remember, you know, Clutch, LeBron, and Phil Jackson and the posse comment, you know, that, that's, that never has gone away. So there's a lot of that. So you're looking now at LeBron and the Lakers and what we thought was, you know, them having power, Clutch and, and you know, Maverick and all of them, Rich Paul. And now you're wondering, are, you know, is Jeannie and the rest trying to take back control and power of that franchise? And is Phil the one leading the way? And if, that is the, if that's happening, there's your drama, there's your power struggle. I mean, you know, this turns into an 80s, 80s uh, drama. You know, this is like Dallas. It's like power struggle. I mean, this, this is I, – I, never mind winning time. I want to see this as a, as a reality show, what's really going on behind the scenes, because this is a lot of, a lot of people who have a lot of influence. No one wants to take any uh, accountability for what went wrong, but I wonder what the fallout will be if Phil Jackson does emerge with that kind of influence over who's the next coach. Because if you are a coach – there's two right now that, that would take the job. They both have jobs. That's Jason Kidd, and that's Ty Lue. I can't imagine anybody else wants to walk into that knowing they don't have any control over the situation. Alan Hahn, I need you to listen to the most important sound of the day, okay? And please respond. Here is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Bart Scott was a tremendous athlete. Did he ever jump more than six feet in the air? And Alan Hahn did some great things at CW Post. But at CW Post, man, we're talking about Keyshawn Johnson. His job was to jump and catch footballs, albeit 20 years ago. But still, that doesn't leave you. And Jay Will played. He played, man. He excelled at the sport of basketball. So I don't know who's covering who, who's doing what, who's going to defend, who's going to shoot, whatever, who's going to dribble. You guys have no shot. You hear me? None chance. Bart Scott and Alan Hahn have none chance to win. It would really be embarrassing. I, I would try to figure out a way to get out of it. Um, you can fake injury. Uh, you can face uh, uh, distress. Um, maybe you got something to do that day. Something's going on with your hair, Alan. You know what you do? Tell them your kid's got a hockey game in D.C. I mean, none chance is great grammar for a guy that's been doing radio for a long time. I do think he did graduate from Apex Tech, so we got to give him that. He did Apex get a toolbox. Tech. He did Alan, get a box. Those of commercials tools. used to make me want to be a mechanic when I was a kid. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, but you know, again, as I said to Diana Rusidi, you know, and Diana usually has good information. To do your homework, you know, you got to get some background. To say that Bart Scott has never jumped, I mean, have you seen it? If you haven't seen it, you don't know. But it's okay. I tell everyone, just keep sleeping. That's fine. We are the underdogs. We wear it well. It worked for U.S. in 1980. You guys are the Russians. Congratulations. Wow. First off, wow. That's uh, what Just saying. Okay. Just remember, Alan, to get the information, we can't call you. You have to call us. (laughs) Chuck Nevitt, you guys will be okay. Don't worry. Uh, it's fine. Are we going? Is the nickname though Blue Trojan? Is that what we're doing? Are we doing that? Is that what your you guys your team name is Blue Trojan? Blue what? Trojan. Then we're going. Yeah, yeah. Vintage. Yeah, that's our that's our name. Blue Trojan. It is. Yeah. Blue is the small size though. You do know that, right? Just yeah, I don't know Blue if you're. Trojan. You know, just I hope you understand that. Still gets the job done. I. Hey does, yo. Yes. Hmm. But you know. Okay. Max, we're hmm. bragging about Let's, that. Uh, I think. Put your icy hot on, man. <laughs> I, think I already it's time. got my copper fit. I'm ready. I think it's time now to wrap this up, too. guys, before uh, none of us have jobs. Thank you No, very I'm going to be working. Alan Don't worry about me. <laughs> me too. I didn't say Brett anything. Favre, Alan Hahn, copper fit. You and I both, Keith. <laughs> That's Alan Hahn, ladies and gentlemen, of Barton Hahn fame. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. LeBron going to finish his career with the Lakers, guys? Where, if not, where could he possibly go? Mm. Could he somehow find his way to the Warriors? Would they even want him? Could he wind up with the, the Knicks even after he's like, eh, I'm going to the Dolan team, right? No. The Nets? Could he ever play with Kyrie again? The Miami Heat? Hmm. Lots mm. of possibilities, or are there, in fact, no possibilities? And does that Sixers? tether him to the Lakers? The Sixers? DJ in Memphis, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. Like, I'm glad y'all took my call. Like, uh, Jay, like, uh, whatever Paul Feinbaum told you this morning, if the Grizzlies win the final, I'll double that money. I don't understand what's what's what just I, I understand all the words individually, Jay, but when you put them together, what DJ, <laughs> what are you talking about? Say something about Paul. Like, Paul Feinbaum was talking about like how he laid out like Urban Meyer's uh money and then I was like at the like since Jay was at the uh game last night and so was I, I was like uh so if we actually win the DJ, finals, that's, like that's... I'm gonna double that's twice. Also, Matt. That's two passes. That's two passes we took. Let's try it one more time. DJ, I'm still confused. explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old. What, what are you saying now? Try it again. Where's DJ? DJ, DJ the financial system. Like, financial system. Like <laughs> when he laid out the Urban Meyer plan. Oh, like, Jay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, like, uh, if the Grizzlies actually win the final, since I was at the game last night, uh, then I will double what Paul Feinbaum's going to give him. I see. Paul Feinbaum, Jay, now I've made – it's like hieroglyphics. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, Jay, said he used some enormous number to say how much money you could make as a – as an advisor, right, as a PR firm guy. Is that what you're referring to, DJ, in Memphis? 
Yes, I think. Yes, so. and yeah, so what I, he's I would, saying is double that number. That's how. That's what he would give if he had it to see Memphis win the the title. Is that right? Is that what you're saying, DJ in Memphis? Yeah. Yes, that's Gosh. right. Got yes. So All right, now 60 I got million, it, DJ. So Jay, you would make sixty million dollars. Yeah, if you go and get paid to be some sort of consultant or whatever to coaches and. Politicians. I don't think that's what he's I mean, saying. I know what the, I know what the game plan is. You need Dylan Brooks to be back because he is a Stephen Curry stopper to a degree. You need Desmond Bain, whatever. I don't know. He's not the same after this injury. I need him to actually be Desmond Bain that made yeah, Dylan Brooks threes. could be a Steph stopper. He just hammer him with over the head and when he's going to the basket, <laughs> fractured but elbow. Desmond no Bain made twenty seven threes in the last series. You need him to find himself. And you need Jaron Jackson to be who he was game one. If they can do that, they can still win on the road and they could defend home court. They have a legit chance. We should get DJ's number and tell him we're going to call him like once a week to have him on, and then I'll lose the number like we did with the last guy in Chicago that we said we were going to do that with. And then you know. By the way, I listen (laughs) very closely, Key, to Jay's advice, and I'm I'm not going over fifty nine million for that advice. Forget sixty; that's not worth sixty million dollars, Jay. Fine, I'll take a million discount. Million dollar discount. Where is speaking of where's Kevin in Chicago? I I need him to call back so I can get that number. The last time somebody said somebody was a stopper. That was the Kobe stopper. How did that work out for Ruben Patterson? Not yeah, there's some guys you ain't going to stop. <laughs> he's called him the, the, the Steph Curry stopper. Oh, okay. Who's the best uh, player in the series a, right now? Um, yeah, well, not stopper. Look, stopper, in my mind, means somebody that actually, like, decreases your shooting percentage by, like, 10% yeah. for a guy like that. Instead so of like, 38, I'm going to go for 32. Guys, who, who is be- the best player in the series right now? Uh, uh, Still Steph Curry. Yeah, I'll take Ja. No, I, I still I, think it's I, Steph Curry. Yeah, I'm gonna still take. I mean, Steph. so far the guy who's played best is Ja, though, right? Uh, I, I, I mean, Ja's had yeah, to carry Steph. his team. Guys, he just dropped he 47 points because he had to carry his team, though. But he did it. But, but, I mean, dropped, I hear what you're saying, dropped, but he did it. If he dropped 25, they don't win. Steph could drop 25 because he got two other dudes that could drop 25, and they gonna win. Or if, or if all three of them, uh, Pooh, Steph. And uh, Clay dropped thirty. That's ninety points, man. I mean, I the hear dude, you. The but... dudes did shoot like thirty percent from the three point line last night. I, I don't know if I see them like Golden State did not play well. well like it took forty seven points still from John Morant. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what, what, that's what I said. He had to carry them. On the other hand, if Ja hits that layup, but not exactly a layup, but in game one, they're up 2-0. All I'm saying is so far, whatever shoulda coulda, he could if he wanted to, and this and that. It's not like Ja dropped forty seven and they lost. They won a must-win game two at home after almost winning game True. one, and it was Jaws 47 and late scoring that did it. So far, I'd have to be fair. I'd say he's the best player in the series so yeah, far through two you, games. But if you have to score 47, if you got to take that many shots and all that sort of stuff to score 47, of course you're going to be the best player on the floor. Efficiency does matter, though. I'm saying well, if, you know, right, if to they your point, lost. To your, to your point, yeah. we can all sit up here and say that we think Golden State you know, all that we can make excuses that they didn't shoot the ball well. How many games will they have off? But the reality is when you're in playoff series, take lives of their own. Yeah. And sometimes who you've been throughout the whole season, you become somewhat different when you're just in a seven-game series. So, like, I, I don't know if they'll just be able to find a back. And Memphis is in it. They've been in it twice. Even though Golden State hasn't played the best they can, doesn't matter. They've been in it. So all I'm saying is this is all part of the story, all part of guys' legacies. It would be, in my view, 
a change of the guard for the for the like you know step six three or under. He's the greatest player ever, right? Six three or under. Here's another guy, his same size, who so far is the best player in the series. Steph can't let that guy's team get by his team right now. Not when they're poised maybe to win a title. Will the Grizzlies bully ball continue to work? Plus, a statue for LeBron? Where would that statue be? That's next on Keyshawn J. Willemax. On your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. Keyshawn. Max, we having fun. J. Will. Yeah, Max. <laughs> and Max. We had two minutes of fun. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How long would you wait on hold to make a point on a radio show? I feel like Brandon North Carolina, guys, has been waiting for like 24 hours. Brandon in North good, Carolina, you are be on good, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Hey, guys, how's it going? I just want to say, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this whole uh, Baker Mayfield situation, guys, I just got to ask, what is the downside of keeping them? Because I understand, you know, they just signed uh, Deshaun and everything, but it's kind of the same situation going on in San Francisco. I think we all know, we all know Trey Lance is going to start, but – you know, Key, I'm sure I'm sure you know it just it just takes one bad step, one bad move, you know, ankle, leg, any kind of injury can happen, whether it's training camp, preseason, whatever the case may be. And if Trey Lance is out, who you gotta fall back on? Garoppolo. I mean, you know, Garoppolo's proven he can win if need be, so why that sense of urgency to get rid of Baker because you know, how long has Deshaun been out? You know, what if he's not in tip top shape? One bad move, one bad injury, he's out. I mean, do you, do you really trust Tyrod Taylor over, over Baker? Because some of these other teams, I feel they would, I don't want to say love to be in this situation, but to have Baker as a backup, it can't be that bad. I mean, who, who's backing up, you know, Herbert in, in L.A.? You know, who's backing up Derek Carr in, you know, down, down there with the, uh, the Raiders? I mean, some of these teams don't have a backup, and when their primary goes down, what are you going to do? Well, first so of all, Brandon, just so that you know, Tyrod Taylor's with the Giants now. He's no longer in Cleveland. It's Jacoby Brissett, but I get it. I understand where you're going with it. Uh, Baker Mayfield can't go back in the locker room at all whatsoever because, quite frankly, they don't want him in the locker room. They don't want him as part of the team. That's why they got rid of him to begin with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, don't you think he gives you the better chance to win? 
if Deshaun goes down. But it's just not going to. He's alien. He, he, like, this is a point you made yesterday, Key. We don't like him. We don't want him in the locker room. No, the, he's the, not the part key, of us. I think, I think it was you who made the point. If you burn it down on your way out the door, if you go scorched earth, you did that to yourself, too. You can yeah, handle absolutely. it a certain yeah. way. He handled it the way he handled it. I don't think there's any going back. No, they were, it's $18 million. They weren't going to do it anyway. If he sat quiet and didn't say nothing, they wasn't going to keep him. Plus, okay, it's the things that other people have been saying about him around the league. I think and that I like gives Baker, you a lot of pause. He'll, he'll find a home. Yeah, he will. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max. I said yesterday this was a legacy moment for Ja Morant coming up. And I'm telling you guys last night, it was block office. Oh, he was ridiculously block office. He was block office. You know what that right about that? Block office, Jay. He just got him block buster in box office. Yes. skates. Oh, Lord. Jay, I have no idea what block office is. That must be Duke English or something, but blockbuster. What? I said block office. Yeah, you said you talk <laughs> box office, office. blockbusters. You didn't block- even realize you said block office. I said it again, and you talk about, yeah, he was dealing and willing. I'm coming in hot. By the way, to say nothing of key, the expression is wheeling and dealing. You reversed it. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Dealing and wheeling. Dealing and wheeling. <laughs> uh, whatever, man. It's all the same. The fact that you guys made fun of me and I still couldn't catch it, that's how deliriously tired I was. But who who cares? We rock. You're having a good time in Memphis, huh, Jay? Well, I got down last I got down here last night around ten fifteen. Okay, I gotta tell you this. You'll laugh at this. So I get here at ten, ten fifteen, and I walk outside and I'm like, Oh man, I gotta find my car. I'm like, should I call Uber? I couldn't find it anywhere in my emails, and there's a guy standing outside by a car. So I walk up and I smile at him and say, Excuse me, how are you here for Jay Williams? And he's like, Are you are you are you are you, are you? And I'm like, yeah, man. But, you know, at this time, I've been traveling all day. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, I am, man. Like, are you? He's like, let me call. So he calls, and he's like, yeah, I got you, Jay. Come on. Where are you going? And he had a different address. right? But I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, actually, sir, I'm staying here. And he's like, okay, he programs it in. We get halfway to the hotel, and his company calls him and says, hey, by the way, um, you got the wrong person in the car. There's, a, there's a, a woman outside. I think she's like a grandma. She's waiting for you outside the airport. And I look at him like, I'm like, do you want me to get out of the car? He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm taking you. I'm taking you, <laughs> yeah, Jay. Don't worry about her. I'm going to take you. you. Don't worry about you her. They'll find somebody else car, for her. Man. I said, man, I feel horrible. He got Granny waiting outside, curbside, looking for a car. And here I am just relaxing Dude in the was back. like, yo, I got Curtis Granderson in the back seat. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but I got down here. I'm stoked. I'm trying to find some good spots to eat out tonight. So, Memphis, I need you. If you're out there, let me know where I need to go eat tonight. Down there, huh? All right, look. What do we talk Strangle about in this segment? Mind, yeah. You decide. You, the listener, decide. LeBron's Laker days, only 12% said we should talk LeBron. Guys, I think there is a, a, a significant chance he's not a Laker. He doesn't play for the Lakers again. That would be nuts. Only 12% want to talk about that. I don't think people think it's real yet. Mentoring Malik Willis, this is what Tannehill said about it. 19% want to talk about that. 
28% want to talk about a spicy overtime classic. Some spicy pork and broccoli. Rangers Penguin series. Okay. 42% plus want to talk Grizzlies growl in game two. Jay, you're there. They did. They weren't going to get bullied. They weren't going to get beaten. Ja was the best player on the floor. They go to Golden State, nodded 1-1. And if they win game three, Jay, they have a real psychological advantage. I don't think the Warriors can afford to let the, to, to like have a physical play go against them like that, get beaten, and then lose game three at home. So, look, this thing was close down the stretch. I will say, you know, we could talk about whether the NBA suspends – Dylan Brooks for game three. We'll find out about that today or tomorrow. Uh, but I will say the physicality of the game, I think, lends well for Memphis. Even Draymond Green, like getting him with that black eye, you know, him flipping off the crowd as he comes out. Like, And Steven Adams still has not played yet. He's out due to health and safety protocol. So that is their bruiser. That is their inside force, right, that gives them a lot of more physicality on the block. They need Desmond Bain, guys. He was one of the best players in their last series he made 27 threes. He's trying to battle through an injury. They need him to be who he was last series for them to have a legitimate chance to win this series against Golden State. If he's not, I, I, I'm t- John Moran is exceptional. But to count on him every single night to give you 45-plus, he has to have a sidekick. And that either needs to be Jaron Jackson or it needs to be Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain. Well, Jaron Jackson's certainly been holding his own as well, but – like you said, 47 points, man. That's I mean, you asking lot, him dude. to carry the team. At some point, that little body ain't going to be able to withstand and hold up being knocked to the floor, doing, you know, and just constantly doing that. And I know AI did it years ago. He carried his team. I just don't see where Golden State's going back home, and, and it's even 1-1. And now, all of a sudden, they're getting ready to drop a game or even two games in Golden State against Memphis. I just don't Guys, I don't see if it. Steph Curry is it. better than John Morant, his team wins now, period. I don't care what you tell me. If he's the best player, if he's better than John Morant, his team will win. These are well-matched teams. Golden State's more experienced. They're the favorites to win the championship at one point. I don't know what the odds are at this moment. Steph's got to be the best player on the floor. And I've, I keep bringing up, you guys, poo-poo it, as you say, but – no finals MVPs. Here's a series. Here's Boo, a series. It's not the finals, but where his team needs him to be the best player in the series. He has not been that so Max, far. I'm just going to say what it so, Max, had to I be. I hear what you're saying, Max. These dudes shot 18% All right. from the three-point line. Shoot better. I, I, Max, <laughs> Max I hear what – obviously, Captain Obvious, they have to shoot better. I, we understand that. All well, I'm saying his value is wrapped up in that. I hear but I mean – how many times do you think Steph Curry will go three of eleven? It better not be again. Twelve. It better I, not be again. That's what I'm saying. I would highly doubt that they shoot eighteen percent. Okay. Moving forward from the three point. Okay, line. great. So he should win. Ed in St. Louis, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey man, listen. Let me tell you something. I appreciate you guys, but you sitting up here talking about this dude or fouled him on purpose. That's basketball. He wasn't going for that man to hurt him. He was trying to swat that ball. His shoulder hit him, and the guy hurt his arm because he fell on his arm. That was not an intentional foul. What is all this nonsense about he should be picked out of the game because he did? What are you talking about, man? You guys played basketball. This was basketball like it should have been played in the 80s. I'm 80 years old. This is nothing. That man did not try to hurt that dude. Lies, 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 and more lies. 
I'm just trying to tell you, man, and I'm standing by it. You can give a hard foul, and you can still jump off the damn ground. But when you don't jump off the ground and you swing your arm back like that, regardless of whether you're going for the ball or not, and it hits a dude over the head while his legs are out off the ground and he ends up parallel to the ground, it's not a great look. In the 80s, you used to get three swings of a baseball bat on a guy, on, especially with Michael Jordan, before they even called a foul. You got to bring a baseball bat onto the court and take three swings. Pat and Indiana. I used a rotary phone in the 80s. Pat in Indiana. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hey, guys. Thanks. Love the show. I was just wondering if, if all things stay as they are, does LeBron get a statue outside of crypto when he's done with the Lakers? Mm. Not a chance. <laughs> not, not a chance. He ain't even going to get his How many name. More he need he, to win, he, he's not even going to get his name imprinted in the cement out in front of. I, I'll get it. I got a better chance of getting my name imprinted in the stone uh, on the concrete out in front of Staples before LeBron. Man, he's got to win. He's got to win three championships you before that happens. Who the Lakers? I always think. And wait, like, hold on, Max. Uh, and before he even get a statue in the front, Jay, it's the backside of Staples where you gonna get the statue near the convention center. About, first of all, think about the Lakers Mount Rushmore: Magic and Kareem and Kobe and Jerry West and Shaq and. It goes like those aren't the only dudes. Like, Wilt, forget about Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor, right? Like, it goes yeah. on and as on. Great as LeBron Guys, is, he LeBron ain't getting one before Michael Cooper. Man, come on, stop. I think he gets one statue. I think that's in Cleveland. I think you give a statue to D Wade in Miami before you give it to LeBron James. I think both of them can get it in Miami, D Wade and LeBron. LeBron can't be done with the Lakers. Come on, Greeny is next. We're back tomorrow, six a.m. Your twin. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.